Hello there, friends, fans, and followers, and welcome to the Better Than Fine podcast. I'm your host, Darlene Marshall, and today we've got an episode by listener request. It's related to a question that I get asked pretty often, but this listener DM'd in and specifically asked if I would do an episode about how you get back after you've had to take a break. This could be getting back to making fitness, to your movement practice, to mindfulness, to your nutrition. And when I say take a break, that could be anything from a planned vacation where you're traveling, you're out of your normal element, and you decide, you know what? I'm just not gonna do my normal fitness routine for a couple of weeks while I'm off the grid. Or it could be a really busy time at work, you've got a lot going on and you can't get to your normal stuff. Or maybe it's a stressful period in your life and you just haven't had the same motivation, the same get up and go, or the same quality of sleep and self-care that you normally do. Regardless of what that break was for, today's episode is about how do you get back to it when something has disrupted your mojo? You know, we're here at the end of the summer, and this is a time of year that a lot of people, especially after a couple of years of stress, and I'm sure you know what I'm talking about, a lot of people have decided to take a bit of break and are starting to come out of the woodwork and think, yeah, it's time to, to get back to whatever practice we're talking about today. And, you know, it's really easy to tell yourself in that moment where you've had to take a break, especially if it was an unplanned break, that you failed in some way. And so if you've got a bit of that going on in your head, if you haven't already listened to the episode on the growth mindset, on shifting your mindset from fixed to growth, I strongly encourage you to go back and listen to that episode because that episode is gonna help you reframe your thinking on what it might mean to have been disrupted from your best intentions. So I also wanna share, this happens for me too, right? Kind of all of us go through periods of time where we're not living up to maybe our most aspirational self, even if we know what all the soft quotes best practices might be. You know, earlier this year, I got married uh, back in May. If you're a fan of the show, you follow me on social media, you know, I, I was really into my wedding. I had a really great time. But I also spent months and months training for the big day. And after the wedding, I never wanted to pick up a heavy weight or scoop another scoop of protein for the rest of my life. Um, if I'm being fully honest, I was actually a bit disappointed in my results. And that kind of made that feeling of not wanting to go back into that same intensity even worse. I was exhausted from the wedding planning. We had a really fun honeymoon, but we also did a lot of stuff. So that self-regulation that you need to do to be really intense with your fitness just was not there. It was also the start of the summer. I wanted to go off and have a good time. And, you know, there was some stuff going on politically earlier this year that just left me emotionally exhausted. And it happens. It happens to all of us. And one, I think, really important thing that I want you to take away at the start of this episode of this conversation about getting back from taking a break is that it is okay that beating yourself up isn't actually helpful when we talk about getting back to it. Shame, blame, and guilt, they're the three horses of the motivation apocalypse. They are the least motivating emotions when we're talking about positive, lasting change 
because real lasting change becomes integrated into us. And what we don't want to integrate is shame, blame, and guilt, right? Internalizing those shame-related, guilt-related emotions is not something that feels good long-term. So, you know, when it, if, if your break was unplanned or planned, regardless, just try to remember that you're doing the best you can with what you've got right now. And if you really are doing the best you can towards your wellness, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to beat yourself up, right? All right. Well, you're listening to the Better Than Fine podcast. By listener request, we're talking about how do you restart after a break? And I'm your host, Darlene Marshall. And so the time has come. You got through the travel, the vacation, the stress, the busy period, whatever it was. And now you're starting to think about like, okay, I remember what it was like to take care of myself. I want to get back to it. It's time. The time has come. Well, in this episode, I want to talk about the process of getting back to your wellness routine, restarting your fitness, rebooting your, muti- your nutrition, excuse me, your meditation, whatever it is that moves you on your path, your wellness journey towards your aspirational self. So it can be a little different of a process depending on what's going on with you. But one of the most important steps that comes up when a client tells me like, okay, I am ready to get back to it. And they want me to like mind witch them into motivation. Like just say the magic words and do the whammy and then I'll be motivated again. Right. But there's actually a step before that. And that's to process whatever it was that disrupted you from your routine in the first place. So if it's something challenge, like stressful, that took you out of your routine, processing those challenging emotions is going to help you be more ready, more psychologically and emotionally motivated when the time comes to actually start. So think of this like a pre-work step. So if it was something disruptive, something stressful, something negative, You can journal about it. You can talk to a friend, maybe talk to your therapist. And the point of actually processing whatever it was that was challenging you is to make sense of it, make meaning of it, and then to recognize how it affects your life, your sense of self. You know, if it was a, say, a big disruptive time at work, maybe you even like lost your job, that can really compromise how we think about and relate to ourselves and our world. And so processing that, making sense of that is an important pre-step. Or maybe it was something absolutely awesome that happened. Maybe you went on the trip of a lifetime. It was a month long. You were in 10 cities. You've got to share that. You've got to celebrate it. Reflect on how wonderful it was. So often we talk about processing only about negative things, but you want to process that good stuff too so that you can pull out valuable lessons and integrate them. You know, back in 2018, I took an incredible trip to Thailand to study yoga. And what I got from that trip wasn't just my teacher certification. It was new friendship, new ways of thinking about myself, new ways of relating to the world, to what I was capable of. And it really did open my horizons of what was possible. So taking that pause to be like, okay, what's actually changed? before you jump right back into that old routine, can be so invaluable to understanding why you took the break in the first place. So you wanna ask yourself some questions like, 
Was it an intentional time off from your best practices or was it unintentional? Do you want to go back to the way things were before or is there something else now that's even more aligned? And do you need any guidance, support, accountability, anything external to reinforce whatever that routine is? And, you know, I want to pause here for just a second and recognize that if you've worked in the fitness industry for a while, or maybe you've been a coach for a while, you know, it can be hard for newer coaches who are feeling stressed about their client numbers or people transitioning from being fitness professionals. We're taught in the fitness industry that you want to keep a client on, you want to keep them consistent, you want to keep them getting results. So it can be hard when clients take a break because it feels a little bit like failure. So if you're a fitness professional, if you're a coach, if you're another kind of lifestyle professional, it is okay if your clients take time off. It's their process for their wellness. So they're exploring, they're deciding for themselves, they're working on themselves. And you're not a failure if your clients take off, they take a break, they try something else for a while. It doesn't say anything about you because it's actually about them. You know, a few weeks ago, I, I, I had a client um, right at the start of August. She had been on a break for a little while. She'd been traveling and she came back home and she told me she wanted to take a break from coaching and training for the whole month of August because she wanted to see if the work that we had been doing together over the last 18 months, what would she actually do if she didn't have me right there holding her accountable a couple of times a week? So she wanted to see what it, what it integrated, what had changed in her sense of herself. And when she came to me and said that, she's like, oh, but I'm not breaking up with you. She really wanted me to know that. And I came back with, you know, it's okay if you are, right? Because this isn't about me. This is about you and what you need to be successful. So how can we help you structure this time so that it's useful for you? And I believe that that's actually the point of coaching is that my clients aren't going to need me anymore because they're set up for their long-term well-being. You're listening to the Better Than Fine podcast. We're answering a listener question. How do you get restarted after you've had to take a break for whatever reason, planned or otherwise? I'm your host, Arlene Marshall, and this actually brings me back around. Let's talk about how breaks are useful and how do you actually get back to it? So when I work with a client, my goal is to help them build a sustainable lifestyle that supports their thriving, their flourishing, their long-term well-being. So any practice that they try, any habits that they change should be aligned with who that person wants to be and what their goals are when they get there. So ultimately, ultimately, excuse me, that client shouldn't need external accountability if they have fully integrated their practices into who they see themselves as and how they want to live their lives. But stuff happens. As my friend Roger likes to say, he is also a coach. Hi, Roger. Uh, people have lives, right? Who's got time for all this wellness stuff when we're out there living our lives? People have lives. And sometimes things comes up and they don't go as perfectly as we've expected them to. So then how do we actually get back to it when something has thrown off your mojo? Okay. 
Here's, here's the meat and potatoes. I'm going to walk you through the actual process that I use with my clients to help them reintegrate a practice after they have taken a break. You might want to bookmark this episode or flag it for yourself or take some notes, reuse this exercise the next time that you get stuck and you need to get back to business. Here we go. Start with number one. Why did you want to start doing this practice in the first place? If you go back in your mind to when you first started working out, meditating, going for daily walks, whatever it was, why? What was your original motivation for making that change? And reconnect to that original motivation, not only the thought of it, but also emotionally, like what was going on with you when you started this practice? So what's going on with you? Step number two, do you still care about that thing? Does it still matter? So if the answer is yes, like let's say that you started meditating because you had heard that it would help with your anxiety and you're still dealing with anxiety. So the answer is yes, it still matters. Okay, you're going to move on to step three. If the answer is no, if whatever your original motivation is, is no longer relevant, well, it's time to let it go, Elsa. It's time for you to reevaluate what practices actually do now align with whoever you are so that you can carry those forward and go with God. Perfect example. I told you about my wedding earlier. After the wedding, dress was done, back looked good, pictures were taken, everyone was happy. It's time to build the next chapter of my life. I'm going to have different motivations which require different actions. I didn't want to touch a kettlebell again. It's been three and a half months and I just started deadlifting again. So I shifted my focus to movement practices that actually felt good. Okay, so step one, why'd you start doing it in the first place? Step two, is that thing still relevant? If the answer is yes, step three is it's time to deal with any ambivalence that you are dealing with. So ambivalence is that thing where you want something, you say you want it, but then you don't actually do anything that you're gonna say you're gonna do and you kind of waffle back and forth and then you don't really go anywhere and you kind of have that stuck thing going on. Yeah, this is the thing that people normally need help with when they're restarting after they take a break, right? So you started, you, you connected with the thing and you're like, yeah, I definitely wanna do it, but I'm not actually doing anything. Dealing with ambivalence could be its own episode. But it comes down to the idea of kind of like a pros and cons list. So you're getting something out of not changing right now, right? So let's say that you worked out super hard really consistently for a long time and you burnt out, right? Work out really stressful and now you're struggling with burnout. Not working out is because you feel exhausted. So what you're getting out of that is not getting more exhausted. But at the same time, you know that you want to get back to these practices that are healthy with you. But you got to deal with that other problem first. So dealing with ambivalence is about getting clear with yourself of the good things about changing, the bad things about not changing, so that you can lay it all out for yourself and make an informed decision. So get clear with yourself about what's actually going on, what needs have to be met, and then you can be honest with yourself about the positives of getting back. And so to take this step number three, one beat further, once you're clear with yourself about the pros and the cons, you gotta build some excitement about the pros. 
So let's say that your favorite group fitness instructor took off the whole month of August. So you haven't been going to class and now they're back and you took a break too. If you can build some excitement, Hey, my favorite instructor is back and all my friends are going to be there and they have such good playlists. And then that amps you back up to get back into the routine and that positive emotional payoff. If you're a fan of the show, you know, the power of positive emotion. So you want to prime that up so that you actually want to go do the thing. Okay, so you've gotten clear about your intention. You know you still want to do it. You clarify your ambivalence and then you double down. Step number four is make the game plan. Make a game plan that is as specific and detailed as you possibly could. So let's say that group fitness class I just said the example of is at 6 a.m. Well, you know you're going to have to get up, have your clothes laid out. You want to have your sneakers ready. You want your water bottle next to the door. Oh, and you also need to make sure you go to bed on time the night before because you want to remove every possible roadblock to getting you back into the habit pattern that you're trying to reboot. So get really explicit with yourself. Okay, I know I've got to wash my sports bra two days before. That's got to be in the game plan. And then step five is you got to actually do the game plan. Because you got to do things for them to work. You can't just think about them. Remember the GI Joe fallacy. This step, this last step can also be really informative. And so step like 5B is to remember your growth mindset. If you stumble while you are trying to execute the game plan, it's because there's still something else going on that you haven't really dealt with whether that's a time management issue, a stress management issue, there is a foundational need that's not met that's now a blocker to executing. So if we use, like say this this early morning fitness class, let's stick with this example, you run your whole game plan and then you don't actually get out of bed to go to class. Well, is that because you stayed up wait, you know, scrolling on the phone because you're actually pretty lonely? And you need to deal with the loneliness so you stop the disaster scrolling so you get good sleep so you end up going to class you gotta get clear with yourself about that so if you find that you did all of the steps you reconnected to your original motivation you confirmed that you still want the thing you say you want you dealt with your ambivalence you made the game plan and then it's time to do the game plan and you stall something is missing so repeat the process Go back and look for your resistance to change. And I'll be very direct, and it might sound marketing-y, but this is when a coach comes in super handy because this is what we do, is look at that process and ask you the questions to help excavate all of the problems along the way and help you get unstuck. So I would love to hear what your tips are for getting back from a break. So. When this episode goes up, find me on social media, my LinkedIn. Um, you're very easy to find on LinkedIn. You can also find me on Instagram. I'm darlene.coach. I am going to throw up a fresh post when this episode goes up. I want to hear from you. Let's hive mind and troubleshoot together going into September, because let's be honest, lots of people take breaks over the summer, but after Labor Day here in the United States, people double down until Thanksgiving. So let's use 
this 10 week window to really shore up and support one another. If you are a fan of the show, I'd also hope that you would hit subscribe while you're listening, wherever you are listening. And if you want to help and support the show, you can leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. You could subscribe on the NASM YouTube channel. I'm always so grateful to have you here as a fan of the show. We have exceptional interaction with our fans, and I absolutely love hearing from you. So do not hesitate to reach out. And thank you. Thank you.